Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Thank you for tuning in to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm Randy Bushover. The program highlights local businesses and services in the region. And if there's a local business or service you'd like to hear from, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. With me is Tina Myers, who is executive director of Cascades of Fire. So this is going to be a different kind of service than what we normally have on the show here. And uh, tell us a little bit about this event. Well, the Cascades of Fire International Fireworks Show uh, is going to take place uh, in Niagara Falls, Ontario, and it's going to be seen on both sides of the border, and uh, we will have 18-minute-long synchronized fireworks shows from countries uh, China, Brazil, Italy, Vietnam, uh, and Finland, and then Canada is going to do a finale on the 18th of November. And this is so big that it's literally not on one or two nights. It's on a couple nights spread over two weekends, right? That's correct. Uh, We're running uh, over six nights, um, November the 9th, 10th, and 11th. 16th, 17th, and 18th. Um, And each of those nights, uh, people can tune in to 102.5 and they can listen to the music that will be synchronized uh, to this fireworks show that's spanned out over 1,500 feet and 1,200 feet high. So roughly from Buffalo City proper, where do we have to look? What direction in order to see what's going on? It's going to be on the upper rapids of the Niagara River. Uh, So um, just before uh, the Canadian Horseshoe Falls, um, it's called the ICD Bridge. That's where we'll be launching off. Um, There are great um, uh, uh, viewing points, um, both... uh, Table, near Table Rock on the Ontario side, um, as well as uh, Kingsbridge Park um, near the Toronto Power Plant building or on uh, Goats Island um, uh, in the parking lot number three. So I was only kidding about seeing it from Buffalo City proper. You can probably see some of it, but you get a much better view from Niagara Falls, New York, or Niagara Falls, Ontario. I think you're going to see this from a very large span. Those are just the areas in which we will be uh, putting out uh, the the radio frequency, so that people are, like we'll be putting out the um, the music at that those stations. Yeah, tell me a little bit about this for people who aren't familiar. There, apparently, there are international fireworks competitions all the time. Uh, there are competitions around the world. So um, one of the largest is in. Uh, Vietnam uh, in Da Nang Uh, so that is a huge fireworks competition Uh, we have uh, in uh, Montreal there's another uh, week-long festival um, in in the Philippines Uh, it's all all around the world there's a few places that feature this but pretty much every country has a team or teams uh, that go around and compete in these various competitions and uh, for them there's a lot of bragging rights and especially being in such a destination like Niagara Falls. Yeah, and I would imagine you have to uh, wait until closer to dusk before showing up or lining up and getting a good seat to view anything? I imagine it's going to be pretty busy. Uh, we uh, we expect that both uh, borders are going to probably be busy, and uh, it'll be full on both sides So uh, to see this. So we're looking forward to it. We think it's going to be an excellent night. And uh, people can come early, have dinner, um, and see the Winter Festival of Lights, because that's going on during that time as well. Sure, and we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that as we go along here. But uh, still got a couple more questions about the Cascades of Fire, like... Uh, 
the presentations themselves, they're actually judged on a couple different categories, from what I understand. That's correct. Um, we judge uh, on um, a number of different things. One is the, the type of music that is selected for it, uh, the color, uh, the synchronization, uh, also um, the storyline, if it, it sticks within. Um, we've given them kind of a, a starter point where it said, um, once upon a time, and they had to kind of go from there. So each one will bring a different mood from each of the countries um, to be showcased. Um, and those will be going on for 18 minutes long. And our judges are going to be from both sides of the border. Um, and we'll also do a People's Choice Award as well. Yeah, I was going to say, that that's, there's got to be some kind of a fan, if you will, participation. And that would be it. Absolutely. So basically, the, the acclaim is actually one of the judging categories? Yes. I like how that works. Uh, is there a special supplier, do you know, or, or place that they, the, these countries go to get the pyrotechnics that they need? Actually, uh, the entire uh, competition is being facilitated by Team Canada. So Team Canada is not in the competition. Uh, they're just facilitating. So they actually are providing all of the fireworks. Um, the fireworks are then picked. Uh, they have a certain number of which they can select what. Uh, product. So whether they're uh, how much low level, mid level, and high level, um, they also will get to use uh, some of the larger larger shells. So we're going to be going up to a 12 inch shell. So to put that into perspective, if anybody's seen uh, the fireworks over the falls, um, those go up to a six inch shell, which goes approximately 600 feet in the air. Um, these ones are going to be coming uh, shooting off from ground level um, on the control dam, and they will be going up 1,200 feet. And you just mentioned the three different levels, the, the, the low, the mid, and the high. I, that, that, again, references just how far off the ground those projectiles go? Yes, and they're, they're different style of fireworks as well. Um, so the company, uh, David Weisel International Fireworks, who's um, kind of putting this all together, uh, they have given each of these teams so many. Uh, they pick out their selection, and then uh, their team, Team Canada, will actually assemble everything. And the teams coming in um, from the various locations, they're going to oversee it and assist with the production. Talking with Tina Myers, who's executive director of Cascades of Fire. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. And again, uh, the competition takes place over two weekends. So those weekends would be what again? Uh, the November 9th, 10th, and 11th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. And easy enough to find out more information because it's cascadesoffire.com for the website. All you got to do is be able to spell, right? That would <laughs> be right. helpful. Uh, anything else that you wanted to, to throw out there about uh, this particular display that we're about to see over the course of those two weeks and six days? Uh, just that it's something that um, not everybody gets to see uh, fireworks go for 18 minutes synchronized to music like that. This is quite spectacular. It, it adds a different uh, feeling to it. Yeah, I, that's there's definitely some... Big, I want to say technique, but a lot of work that has to go into that necessarily, not just to, to pick the uh, pyrotechnics, as you mentioned before, but to put them to music and have them go off at a specified time. That Absolutely. really takes a lot of planning and effort. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's not all going on. If, if that's not enough going on to entice you to come to Niagara Falls, uh, whether it's Ontario or uh, here in the, the stateside version of Niagara Falls, 
36th Winter Festival of Lights kicking off November 3rd. What can you tell me about that? Well, we have a full day of festivities on uh, November the 3rd uh, with children's activities. We've got Paw Patrol coming in, the Mini Pop Kids, uh, some featured entertainers in the evening, uh, such as Lee Daniels, Brad Battle, uh, Beverly Mahood. Um, we also uh, will have uh, children's activities, train rides, ice sculptures, and then the lights will go on uh, later on in the evening. Uh, that kicks off the entire uh, three-month-long festival where we have uh, illuminations coming in from around the world. So we have the new light art collection, which is coming from the Amsterdam Light Festival, which um, in their collection they have uh, pieces from France, um, Italy, uh, Poland, uh um, in the Netherlands itself. So it, it's going to be phenomenal. And each one of these displays is something that you can interact with. Any uh, handle on the number of lights involved in this? Over 5 million lights. Mm. That's a lot of lights. That's a lot of lights. <laughs> we, we actually start installing the lights just after Labor Day weekend, the first uh, weekend in, uh, in September. Yeah, and a lot of things, uh, a lot of moving parts with this. First of all, opening ceremonies are on November 3rd at uh, Queen Victoria Park. What would one expect if they were to attend the opening ceremony? Uh, if you were to ex um, attend the opening ceremonies, we're going to have uh, food vendors, activities, photo ops. Uh, there's live entertainment on the stage all day long. Uh, ice sculptures, um, so lots of different things uh, in more of a winter festival. And you mentioned when we were talking off-air before the interview, interactive displays as well. How exactly does that work? Well, one of the displays, we actually have 16 pieces of this, um, is a seesaw, so like an old teeter-totter, and it illuminates brighter in intensity the more you use it. Now, what is a typical year like for you? Because you're actually the, you're listed as the executive director for both of these things, Cascades of Fire, which we talked about earlier, and the Winter Festival of Lights. And you mentioned the setup itself begins in Labor Day, but I would imagine all the pre-planning happens in months leading up to, so it's probably almost like a year-long endeavor for you. Uh, absolutely. It's a year-long endeavor for six employees. Um, we are continuously working on fundraising because we're a nonprofit organization. Uh, so we have to go and get sponsorship, uh, fundraising, uh, and then we have to start on the whole, the plan of what we want to bring in, what illuminations are going to uh, be showcased and where they're going to be showcased. So then there's um, a timeline where we have to go to manufacturing where we order in these various displays and we work with people from all around the world and then uh, we move into um, having to work out the marketing details of where we're going to uh, distribute that information and then logistics. Logistics is a big one um, because even though we're in Niagara Falls where you think there's lots of power we actually that's one of the things we're always looking for is more power. And uh, licensing to be able to do the things like setting off the fireworks, I would imagine, is a little bit of a struggle because you got to work through the government there too, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we uh, we actually had the entire team licensed um, so that we could understand more about um, the risk management and planning um, as a pyrotechnician. So the entire office is licensed. However, we outsource that work to uh, the professionals who are really good at what they do. Um, and then uh, even with uh, making sure that we're in compliance um, for... Uh, the electrical, so we have to meet all the uh, Ontario electrical standards. And speaking of electrical, couldn't uh, have you leave without a word about Deck the Falls returning again. That's right. Uh, Deck the Falls is in, at over 15 locations. Uh, tickets are, I believe, 
$49 um, and uh, once all the uh, fees are added in. And uh, that will get them culinary and wine experiences at each of the locations. Um, and uh, they get horse-drawn carriage ride, a tour to the top of the Skylon Tower. It's a really exciting uh, package and it's valued over $200. And WFOL.com would be the place to go for more information about that. Probably be the easiest so you can get uh, exactly what you need to know about Deck the Falls. Uh, anything else you got going on? Because that doesn't seem to be enough. <laughs> um, under the umbrella of the Winter Festival of Lights, we have a lot of third-party partners. Uh, we have a Beauty and the Beast uh, show that's going on, uh, Danny O'Donnell. Uh, we also, uh, uh, with our partners at the Niagara Parks Commission, uh, there's a pop-up dinner coming in January. We have a lighting ceremony for an iconic tree on uh, November the 16th, um, as well as uh, the Wine Festival in uh, January. Well, Tina, it sounds like you've definitely got a lot going on the plate and uh, appreciate you taking the trip across the border to fill us in. Thank you. Tina Myers, Executive Director of Cascades of Fire. Again, for uh, more information about that, cascadesoffire.com. And if you want to know about the Winter Festival of Lights, wfol.com will get you updated on that. Or just uh, type into the old uh, Google Cascades of Fire or Winter Festival of Lights. I'm sure something will pop up. Tina, thank you very much. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 